What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Rough Bastard Podcast with Randy Paddock here. Hopefully everyone's doing well as we're moseying into spring. New seasons, new things, new feelings, anew, right? All that good shit. Um, so what I want to talk a little bit about today is I just made a move. So I moved um, from Nevada to Utah, so just the, the Western tour. And kind of like why, and maybe a little bit, maybe why you should make a move. And it might not be across the country. It might not be to a different state or a different place, but it could be anything in your life. You know, why you should go your own way. If you haven't listened to the last episode, number 26, um, obviously this is number 27, um, you might want to check into it. Talking, I talk a little bit about like feelings and going off of how you feel, and that's what preempted this move for me i've been really trying to get in touch a lot more lately with my intuition i think i've always had fairly good intuition and feeling and kind of going off you know you might call it the gut feeling or whatever like going off of that to make decisions and i think sometimes it can get hated on because people are like oh you just make snap judgments or you know just a gut, like a knee jerk reaction or something. And I don't think that's true. I think there's a difference between making an emotional decision and using your intuition, vibes, feelings, whatever you want to call it to make a decision. And I think I do the latter, right? An emotional decision is usually not going to be the best decision for the fact you're clouded by emotion. Whereas in your, in your brain, I'm sorry, like your mind's clouded by emotion and, and maybe some other crazy feelings, but intuition or vibes and what you feel like you can sense what's off or you can sense what's right so i had to ask myself this where i was at you know in life and in reno i was kind of asking myself are you whole and i was not um then i asked myself do you need to make a change and i did so that's some some those are a few questions I would start asking yourselves. If you've ever feel like you're in, you know, like a funk or a weird place or your energy feels off and you're not sure why, I would I would look into those things. Ask yourself these questions. Do a little bit of a self-assessment. Like, do I feel whole? Do I need to make a change? Can I be more? So I've always been kind of a, I don't want to say lone wolf because I have great friends and great family and things like that, but I have, I don't really have a problem doing my own thing and going on my own and, and, and doing stuff. Um, because I always thought that that was me. So in Reno, it was kind of the same deal. Um, I had, you know, the gym there and I was, I was doing my own thing and I'm like, this is, this is what I want. This is what I need. I need to be in control of myself and of what I do and of my space and all of that good stuff. However, I had that and did not feel whole. So, you know, the clients I had and, and the people I interacted with were all great, but there was still something missing. And then what I realized is that maybe I don't need to be alone. Maybe I need a community. Maybe I need a collective, a tribe, whatever you want to call it, to help me 
fill that void, but also be more. Because, you know, maybe this is just me specifically, the the more on your own you are, like if you're on your own or just doing your own thing, you can only get to a certain level because how would you know if you could be more or be better because you don't really have a measuring stick. So I feel that I felt that I needed to make a change. So I asked myself that question, am I whole? And no, something was, you know, lacking and I felt a little empty and I felt a little off and I asked, do I need to make a change? And something about me said, yes. And if I feel I'm not going to be the type of person, and I know this is more difficult for certain people, but if I feel off and like not fulfilled, I'm, I'm going to change it. You know, I don't give a fuck about starting over, about doing new things, about going out into the world because we get one time on it that we know of. So why would I spend that time not being fulfilled, not being whole? I can't. I don't have time for that shit. And again, easier said than done for some people, but you can always do something. And a lot of people think, oh, I have you know, this job, I have this mortgage, I have this family. Well, A, those are choices you made. So they're choices you can unmake or you can alter. And B, there's always something you can do. Most people don't because it's scary, it's tough. So they cop out. It's like with anything. It's with like fitness or nutrition. Well, I could do this, but shut the fuck up. If you can, then do. If not, you can't ask for help or just admit to yourself you can't do it. And then you have to be really cognizant about your environment. That was another thing I was like, okay, cool. So I was creating my own environment, which in theory is awesome. You know, you can be around who you want to be around. You can have around what you want to have around. However, there was still something missing. So you got to ask yourself when you look at your environment, what's going on? Am I in the right environment? Is this the one for me? So I thought I was until I knew I wasn't. And how did I know I wasn't? It was that that intuition, those vibes, the feeling. Walking around feeling just that there's something that I need. And this isn't a grass is greener, like envy of things, jealousy of things type of shit. It's just your soul does not feel complete. And I know you know that feeling. Everyone has had that feeling before with something. And maybe, you know, it might not be the missing out on something in life. Maybe you had a great relationship that, you know, went away and and it felt like something you was something was taken out of you. You know, maybe it was a loss. Maybe it was, you know, name your whatever. But I think that everyone has felt that feeling because it's part of the human experience and being alive is our soul. And we know when it's not complete. I don't give a fuck what you believe in, whatever you want to call it. We all know what I'm talking about. And environment has a lot to do with that. What's around you is going to feed it. So I thought I had the right environment. I thought I was in the right place because I created the place. But I wasn't. And it wasn't until I took a little trip and I got around a different environment with like-minded people doing interesting things and 
pushing themselves and giving effort and thinking that I was like, oh, oh, okay, this is it. This is what I've been missing. I do this myself and I try to interact with people doing this, but not, it wasn't consistent. And I found that I need that kind of, you know, stimulation consistently. I need my brain stimulated. I need my, my body stimulated, my soul stimulated. I need it challenged. I need it, you know, measured. I need it to be put in check by others. Sometimes I need feedback. So I needed that type of environment. And, and, and unfortunately I didn't build that for myself because I don't think I had the right tools because the tools were others of a like mind. So when I found that and I was experiencing it, that's when I was like, Oh fuck, this is it. This is what I don't have. So I knew I needed to make a change. And again, it goes back to me and how I am is that, I I don't know, maybe because I've never had like a shit ton of money or a shit ton of prestige or whatever feeds the ego or feeds people's what they think they need. I, I'm more about peace of mind and how I feel. Cause again, I want to feel the best, be the best while I'm on the planet. And I want to be in control of what's going on with my life while I'm here. So if I get a good feeling, I get a good vibe. I get my soul feels at ease. I got to get there because I want to live my life in that state. When I first left Chicago back in 2020, I was so out of that state. And that's how I knew. And again, I'm a kid that identified. And when I look back on it, it's kind of funny, but, and maybe it's like a, it's for sure a Midwest thing. And it's for sure, for sure a Chicago thing where you identify with the city. Chicago is probably, you know, maybe next to like New York or Boston or something. One of those cities where people strongly identify with the city. Like I'm a Chicagoan, right? It's got, it's, it carries like a, like a weight. And I thought, I'm like, I am, I am Chicago. I'm the Midwest. This is what made me who I am. I fucking love this place. I'm never leaving this city. It's the best place on planet earth. My neighborhood was awesome in fucking Lakeview. You know, there's cool shit popping off all the time. Cubs games are going on. Concerts are going on. There's people everywhere. Shit's buzzing. Things are awesome. This is what I love. And then when COVID hit, as I started to change a little bit, I was already on the verge of changing. I was bored with my job. And when I get bored, I get antsy and I start looking for other stuff. Um, so I was getting bored. So I was like, oh, all right, maybe I need to make a change because I don't like being bored and not being the best I can be because my boredom and antsiness is, you know, kind of affecting that. So I'm like, okay. And then it was rolling over into my life. I started to get annoyed. So again, I loved my neighborhood. I loved all the cool shit, but now it's starting to get annoying to me. So like the little things that make it sweet started to make it sour. So now all the, like the fun little one-way roads, you know, to get around that keep things quaint and, you know, awesome 
become a pain in the ass because every fucking car is an Uber and every other car is a fucking Amazon truck. So now you can't get from point A to point B quick. You're stuck behind shit. So that really started to annoy me. You know, and then all the all the people around buzzing, doing cool shit. Now they're just getting in my way because I'm letting it affect me. So now it's getting annoying. Now waiting for the red line's annoying. Now, you know, I'm bitching about parking for when there's a Cubs day game. I can't find a parking spot. So all of this stuff, I, I started to know I was out of whack. And then COVID hit <clears throat> and it went into lockdown and Chicago turned into fucking police state where you drive down Lakeshore Drive and every exit to get towards the lake had barricades and cop cars. It was psychotic. And now all the cool shit is stopped, yet the clusterfuck is still there. So that annoyance level I had and that not being at ease or at peace really started to shoot through the roof. So I like to operate, let's say zero is Zen Buddha, 10 is you know, mass murderer, I like to operate at like a two or a three on my daily life, you know, just hanging out down there. So I was leaving the house at like a seven. So I get to 10 real quick with all this bullshit that I'm letting annoy me. And I did not like living like that. So I was like, holy fuck, I have to change. I got to go. And that's what led me to move out West, you know, to Reno. And when I found the mountains and found it out there, I've just felt at ease. I felt more complete. I felt whole. I was like, yes, this is what I need. And it was kind of threw me through a loop because this, the Chicago went in me, the city kid, I was like, oh fuck, I don't need that. Like, I don't have to be that. This is fulfilling me more. This makes me feel whole. So I made the move, loaded up the Prius, loaded up the Leroy and got the fuck out of Dodge. And it was a great move. And then I built life there. And then I, after, you know, a year and a half, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling a little less whole. I'm feeling antsy. I'm getting bored again. So I just like assess, see what was going on. Am I, am I living my authentic life? Am I going my own way or am I falling back into the trap of complacency? You know, and just doing what I know how to do because I hate that shit, as should you. It's a safety thing. I get it. It feels safe to be in your comfort zone, but it ain't living, man. And there's a difference between being alive and living. And when you're here, you want to live, not just be alive. So that's when I was like, okay, cool. What's missing? So it's not the the environment of the West, because I love that. I love the mountains. I love being out here. I know I need that, but it was the environment of the city I was in. Love the location, love the nature, love all that shit. The city in general and the round was just like, meh, this is not doing it. Came out to Utah, same kind of stuff with the mountains and all that. So that was great. And then now the environment was not meh, it was, oh, fuck yes. And if you get that, oh, fuck yes feeling, you got to run with it, man. There's not a lot of stuff in life where you make, oh, fuck yes. And if there is, that's awesome. But if there's, a, if that's happening all the time, you probably need to like move your bar up to what your, oh, fuck yes is. 
So once you get that oh fuck yes feeling, you gotta you gotta follow it, in my opinion. So I did. And then I'm like, yep, I'm in the right environment. This is what I need. You know, and I was just out here a couple of days and I'm like, you know what? I'm ready to I, I need to be out here full time. I need to be all all of me and all I can be. And, you know, you just have to be open. You have to be open to receive these things, like open to opportunities and open to, you know, guidance and where you're supposed to go. And I pride myself on having an open mind. And I could fall into traps and, you know, get a little closed-minded, but when that shit pops up, I try to keep it in check. So I was open. And it's, so it's you know, I'm sure you've all heard this a million times because it's, you know, old an old saying or an old, you know, whatever, is that when you're open to opportunities, more opportunities are going to present themselves. So I was very open to an opportunity. I was very open to guidance. I was very open to whatever that was going to get me to where I needed to be. And it's funny. So I put up my openness, maybe call it the universe, call it vibes, call it karma, call it whatever. I'm open to that. I put that vibe out and an opportunity presented itself and an opportunity that was way better than I had in my mind's eye. In my mind's eye, I was going to come out here anyways, just to be in an environment and be around people that can help fulfill me, the selfish part of me can help fulfill me, can help make me feel whole, can challenge me, can make me better, but also where I can do the same for them. You know, it's got to be equal. So I was open, I'm sorry, I was ready for that. And I was ready just looking for opportunities. And then I was presented one that was more than I can imagine. So of course, it was a no brainer. The vibes were right. And I'm like, all right, perfect. So then I had one month to make it happen. And I had to make it happen. No one's going to save you. No one's going to help you. You got to make things happen on your own. If it's important, you can find a way to make it happen. That's where excuses kind of come in where people are like, yeah, but yeah, but well, then maybe it's not that important. Because if something truly is important to you, you will find a way. And we do it all the time and, and, and we just don't recognize it because it might not be drastic things. It might be smaller things, but let's say you have a spouse or something that's extremely important to you or a partner, like I'm willing to bet you figure out ways to make things happen for them because it's important. Children are the same way, great friends, whatever. You have to do the same for yourself. And it's not selfish. It's more selfless because the better you can be, the more complete you are, the better you're going to be to the world that you are in and the people that you encounter. If you're the best you, it's going to be better for the collective, for everybody. So now I was on the clock. And I had stuff I had to do. I had, you know, I had an apartment I had to figure out. I had a gym I needed to figure out. I had another job I needed to figure out. You know, and, and a month isn't a lot of time. Or it is a lot of time. It depends on how you look at it and how driven you are, motivated you are to make what happened, what needs to happen, happen. I was very driven. I was very motivated. So I made it happen. 
And it was funny. Again, I was very open to guidance and to my feelings and to what was going on. And things just started to fall into place. And I don't think that that's random. When things started to fall into place fairly easily, that really solidified the vibe. That really solidified to me that the universe was telling me this is what you need to do. And if you're not open to seeing signs, you're going to miss the signs and you're going to miss opportunities and you're going to miss awesome things in your life because you're not open to seeing things or you're not open to taking a minute to think about the things that you do see and seeing them as guidance. And maybe it sounds new age or hippie or wacky or whatever, but try it. What's the worst that can happen? So this solidified things for me. Things were going easy. I mean, moving out of state, doing all this shit in a month, it could be stressful. And stuff was going good. You know, it was funny. After I had the conversation about moving out here, that night I got back to the hotel and one of my friends, I saw on Instagram, had something up like she needed a place to live. So I hit her up and boom. So she ended up taking over my apartment. My gym, it was taken over like the next day after I put it up, right? So all these things were falling into place. Everything was going smooth. My neighbors were moving. So I'm like, do you need stuff for your new place? They said, yes. So that stuff was out of there. It was just going so well. And I'm like waiting because we're all natural pessimists, right? Waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm like, all right, where's the hiccup going to happen? And it did. Fucking Leroy. So he, one day, I wasn't really paying attention. So I'm not exactly what sure what he did but he had the biggest yelps of pain i've ever heard and it scared the shit out of me so it's like oh fuck picked him up rubbed his belly calm him down I'm like okay you're okay buddy and i put him down and his back legs didn't work so i was like oh fuck and this happened in like an evening like nine o'clock at night so i was like oh fuck i don't know what to do i was freaking out um I called, you know, the 24-hour vet place. I'm like, do I need to bring him in right now, this, that, and the other? And, you know, they were saying, just monitor him, see how it goes, and see if you can get him in the vet in the morning. And I did. I stayed up with him all night. So sad. You know, I took him to the vet that morning. They got me in. And, you know, she started having some talks with me, like things that might happen. And we figured and found out that he just might have pinched something in his back. So we got him some drugs. And then it was just so sad to watch. And then I was like, oh God, I had some good hefty cries, like some sobbing cries. I haven't had any in a while, but man, I was a blubbering fuck because all this stuff started going through my head. Like, am I going to have to put him down? Is he going to be okay? Is he going to be a special needs dog? Do I need to get him a wheelchair? All this stuff, there was so much unknown. And I was like wrestling with all this stuff. But again, things just worked out. We started giving him the medicine. He got his appetite back slowly, but surely I was rehabbing. We got stronger and he's all good. Got his back legs back and moving. He's still a little goofy. Sometimes it's funny, but like everything is all good. He's not in pain. He's living his life and it just worked out. So you, you can't see all these things, these, these coincidences and think there's not something bigger at play here. And that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the vibes, the universe, you know, if you want to call it a divine plan, if you want to call it 
alignment, whatever the fuck you want to call it, it is something. It's impossible for it to not be something. But if you are not open and accepting to seeing it and living your own way and carving your own path and doing what you need to do for you and your soul and fulfillment, then you're going to fuck it up. And that is the tragedy of life. Not living. And not committing. You can't half-ass it. You got to ask yourself, will I burn this fucking boat? Will I go all in on what's right for me? Am I going to live my life? The life that I want to live. The life that I need to live. Not the life that I'm air quote supposed to live. Or someone tells me I should live. Is it dictated by me or is it dictated by other people? And again, I'm not saying that if you have other people in your life, you shouldn't take their opinion. You shouldn't take you know, their feelings. You shouldn't take what they need into account. But I've seen it in my life. I've seen my dad. I've seen my grandpa in situations where their life fucking sucks. And it's not the best it could be because they're just doing right by their people. It's fucking noble, right? It might be the right thing to do as an old school outlook on things. But I feel for my old man. I felt for my grandpa. Like, man, your sacrifice, your shit, your life, these years are just fucked because you're doing what you think you need to do. And in turn, not only were they not happy, I don't think their partners were happy. And I don't know if like, they're the rest of their family, like me, my sister, whatever, we're happy because it's all kind of known that something wasn't 100% there. So though it's noble, though it's something to be respected, it could also be problematic. You know, it's like people that stay together for the kids instead of getting divorced. It's like, nah, you're probably fucking the kids up. Do what's right for you. Live your life and everything else will fall into place. My parents tried that, tried to stay together for the kids and it fucked us up. If they would just split clean earlier, it would have been so much better. And again, they're doing what they think's right. They're, they're thinking about us. But sometimes if you're thinking about other people too much, you're going to hurt them. You're going to fuck it up because you're not doing you. You're not going your own way. You're not being your authentic self. You're not living your life. That's what you got to do. Try it. Be open. Be open to guidance. Be open to a new environment. Check your environment. Is your environment right? How's your intuition feeling? Are your vibes good? Are you whole? If not, make a change. Figure out what that change is. See what the next step is. Where you have to go. What you have to do. And when you do, if you're going to make a move, you fucking better commit. Burn the boat and go. Live your life on your terms. Don't just be alive. Just live. Be living. Go your own way.